Let's go. AR, don't do it, man. I just love how the guy loves to go off the cuff. He, does, you know, JR, the thing that I love about you is I, I'm just about to give you a, you know, quick uh, rundown of what, you know, what we want to talk about with you. And you're like, no, 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 just go. Where Craig, on the other hand, every day he's like, what are we talking about here? I need a list. I need, I need to be prepared. And I, I joke about this yeah. regularly. I, I make this joke and it almost sounds like it's it's a shtick, but it's not. It's like, oh my God, it's like we're just fucking talking here. Yeah. Well, listen, there's 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 I think there's a key to having great conversation and great content. And that is whatever comes off your mind first. Not having the ability to sit there, think about it, analyze it. Worry about who it's going to offend. Worry about whether you get, you know, the, the exact names correct. Because sometimes it's funnier when you don't know the names, but you know the content and you just, but, but whatever the reason. I like spontaneity. I want to be totally honest with my thoughts. And to tell you the truth, if I sit there and say, ooh, well, I might offend, you know, 0. 0.0001 of of the population. I better not say it, you know, so it's better just to just go. Well, thanks JR for that uh, lovely little tidbit because PD, you know, right now is glowing because yeah, he glowing. feels the exact same way. Listen, not everybody's the same as you guys. No. Okay. We all have to, we all have to uh, interact uh, together. And yeah. I just want to make sure that I'm not saying what you're doing is wrong. Rev. I actually respect <laughs> well, it. Well, PD is. PD is. I know. <laughs> I respect it. I mean, listen, you, you, I don't, you, I think, I think, listen, I think you are more of a, of a, of have a bigger heart in terms of, in terms of, listen, I'm going to be a little bit more conservative. I want to make sure that I say the right things that I represent myself exactly the right way more than me. Okay. Like I'm, I'm just going to be out there and be who I am. And I listen, if you don't like me here, that's fine. If you don't like me after you meet me, that's fine. But I will tell you this, I can probably bet that if you hang out with me for, for an hour, go to dinner, meet me in person, you probably have a different perspective of me than just the on-air mentality or yes. the media or the media um, the media creation of Jeremy Roenick. Because just like and I thought the, one of the greatest lines that Kurt Schilling ever said, which I think is, pertains to me too, is the media has created a Jeremy Roenick that really does not exist. Now, I'm a little bit responsible for that because of my outgoingness and my, and my, my controversial uh, ways. But the media expands and only concentrates on certain things to make certain people look not great because that's what sells them that's what sells papers yeah. that's what sells and listen them. i i like the under the, the idea of of living and speaking from the heart and off the cuff but i also am structured in a sense that i like to know what we talk about i like to do research on certain people and players and understand them more so i can have a better understanding of them and to be able to articulate my feelings on what's going on with them yeah. and that's it's a great thing that's what i look and, at i'm not looking at more people more people should be informed like that more more people should be informed so they know what they're talking about i i feel very comfortable in knowing as much as i need to know that I will give opinions on. If I don't know, I'll tell you, guys, I, I just don't know it. I, I'll come right out and say it. I'm not going to, you know, make up something that I don't know. But that's that's how more people should be. That's exactly how more people should be. I'm more along the, way, the line of type of the, guy that I'll try to make something up. <laughs> yeah, but you guys are the hosts, man. You, I've, I've, done it. I've, I've, I've made up names before and words before I told you that. But you guys are the hosts of the show, man. You guys have to be a little bit more structured than I do. So... So that's my thing. Speaking of structure, uh, you know, Riv and I were, you know, I, so I sent him a few things that I had on my mind. And one thing that I, one thing that I think is, was incredible this week in sports. Now I know we're, you know, 
hockey centric, but I mean, you know, we, we are pro athletes. We're pro athletes. We, we can branch out and talk about other sports. I mean, if, if people that never played sports can talk about sports, why can't we talk about other sports? Tom Brady, Tom Brady, uh, arguably, arguably the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. And it's not arguably. Okay, he is the yep. greatest quarterback yep. to ever play yep. the position. Yep. You know, and, yep. and so we knew the day would come where he would retire, right? But did we ever think the day would come where he would put out a, a public uh, thank you and not thank the New England Patriots or Bill Belichick yeah, I, or I, their fans? I think, I think there's something behind it. I think there's a little master, master idea behind it because i know how robert Kraft feels about him and i'm sure he loves robert Kraft. now i don't yeah. know his relationship with belichick um and and the and the circumstances of why he left and went to tampa but i will tell you this and tom brady is one of the most class act guys uh, ever in sports there i truly believe that he didn't do anything or say anything about the patriots because there is going to be some huge celebration there's going to be some sort of um uh, i think a gathering or a, a ceremony for him in new england that's going to thank him for all the years that he did and he's going to be able to say all the real nice things about new england separately by himself when he gets up there i think it's calculated to tell you the truth because no way would tom brady not thank Robert Kraft and the Patriots and the Patriots fan. He's too much of a class. Act. Are you, you speaking watch. from He's some inside knowledge? Like, do you have knowledge of something? I mean, because, and I ask you that because it, I never even thought of that. I never even thought uh, of it. It's common sense. He Is it? 20. Listen, when you think uh, of Tom Brady, yeah. the only thing years, you think of, you think 20 of 20 years. years, 20 years with new England Patriots. When you think of Tom Brady, you think of new England, not the bucks. Yeah, he won a Super Bowl with the box. Great. But he is a New England yep. Patriot. The, the, the relationship that Belichick yep. had with him, the relationship with the owner, Kraft, had with him. I mean, who had more success in one team than that man? Tom Brady is a legend. You look, go look Thank at you. what he's done in the 20 years yep. in New England was mind-boggling. So I would six, read six, six Super Bowls. Sick. I totally agree, but I, I, there's right. something there's something big being brewed in, in New England for Tom Brady. You can guarantee that. Okay, I didn't. I, I you know what? I didn't even think about that. I I thought maybe. You know what's amazing? Like you know what's amazing? Like there are there are athletes that 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 break over the 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 you know the super superstardom, right? Like Wayne Gretzky, like Muhammad Ali like Michael Jordan, like Tiger Woods, right? Tom Brady is that guy. I'm, I'm, I'm watching these videos of, you know, Eli and Peyton Manning doing something about him. Um, you know, Michael Phelps saying something about him. Uh, Serena Williams saying something about him. He like, and what the best of the best are saying about Tom. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, and you know what? I, I, personally think it's the perfect time for him to retire and he i mean he's 45 years old now you got great quarterbacks like joe burrow and mahomes and all these guys coming up like the next uh, i think he went out with pure class and grace and um you know he's an amazing athlete man and truly, you forgot he you forgot went out josh allen at the right there, the time he truly went I think out so. at the right time I agree. first year in I agree. tampa bay brings brings in gronk he has all of this you know exposure with the bucks they go and win they go win a super bowl tom brady starts this year he's throwing missiles all over the field he's in he's in the uh you know talks for mvp of the league then he has his number one or number one a wide receiver in uh godwin go down with a uh, season ending injury mm-hmm. then he has his you know good buddy slash uh you know enemy in in brown quit so yep. two of his top wide receivers out of three that make the offense went down and and i think mm-hmm. when you look at you know him moving forward it looks like tom grady could play three more years at a s- extremely high level the point is, I just think that that team in particular did what they had to do 
and it seems like the hunger and, and, and what's going on there is starting to dissipate a bit, and he's going to retire right yeah, on Yeah, I agree. All right. I, I, I thought I maybe some of some of his non uh, non New England Patriot uh, thank yous was you know he was embarrassed about Robert Kraft's trip to the rub and tug. I don't know, but you know, <laughs> 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 you know, I no, can't no, thank yeah, that no. guy. Can't thank that no, guy. Yeah, he no, hits no, up those yeah, massage yeah. parlors in, in FLA. No, but he's not because he actually went to the city where all the rubbers yeah. are where uh, he probably went to so he's like, probably down there visiting tom all the time hey tom you want to go for a massage oh that's funny uh, another football story that i thought was interesting so when the redskins were were you know told or decided to change this, their name this and, and is so stupid this and they went so to the, the washington ahead. football team and now today, I mean, I'm putting a date on the day we're recording this, but that's fine. It's coming out today anyway. Um, they decided to go with the, they announced that they're going with the Washington Commanders. I mean, and quite frankly, you know, I much rather the Washington football team, to be quite honest with you. Well, this is, again, this kind of <laughs> things terrible. that make you go, hmm. Yeah, this is things that make you go hmm, right? So they're afraid of certain words and certain um, things that are going to spark bad memories, right? Like they make sure that they take care of the Indi- the indigenous group by by not having Redskins. Which, by the way, I think it's a compliment to the indigenous community to, to name a team after a Redskin. It's it's I think it's I think it's okay. But now you're going to go to the commanders. What does a commander do? A commander tells you what to do. A commander runs things and rules things and tells you when you can't do that and you can do this, you can do that and can do this. Now, I might get in trouble for saying this, but would an owner of slaves back in the 1700s, 1600s, be known as a commander, commander of the slaves, commander of what they do. A commander to me sounds like, yeah, sounds like the top of the of the echelon of a military that's commanding a military, but it tells people what they can and can't do. And people today don't like being told what they can and can't do because we do have a free country. And now you have a Washington football team who doesn't care that their name is commander. Oh, and by the way, that is Joe Biden's dog's name commander kind of interesting hmm <laughs> oh my what a bunch of crock <laughs> of shit tie, man you're you're tying Terrible it to man. that no, well, that's I'm, what listen, that's what we do that weird, that's though? what that society weird, does right now is we are going to tie weird. everything to your narrative i get what you're trying to do jr and what you're thinking <laughs> but it's just like i mean hi man this stupid fucking I'm name. so exhausted. I'm so exhausted. Like, you know, listen, I, I, I uh, read it uh, this morning, uh, Washington Commanders. Okay. To me, first thought, first thought that came to mind. Stupid name. It's just my opinion. Stupid name. Stupid. But yep. each to their own. It's better than the, the Washington football team. So no, it's uh, not. Nope. No. I, I, don't think so. I, think, I think the Washington football team is much better. It's okay. much better. It is much better. Washington much football better. team. All right. Because it is it is a football team. They, 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 they're not the commanders because they don't command nothing. They are the they terrible are a football, football team. team. <laughs> yeah. they, they are a football team. Super Bowl tickets. I sent you guys the uh, the uh, outline of, of all the Super Bowl prices. JR, you shared a very interesting uh, story in there. I just... You know, for me, I think, you know, like I, I hate to be a, you know, try to be a man of the people and everything and, and, you know, think about the fans, but it's like, what, what average Joe can afford to go and see the Super Bowl? I mean, it's, it's like these prices for the nosebleeds are upwards of $7,000. The well, there's your answer. There's your answer. There are no average Joes going to the Super Bowl because these these prices are outrageous. So you sent me a a little screenshot of the the dome where 
you know, the seating is and in each area, like the highest, I mean, we're talking with the, with, with the pigeons, you're looking at five, $6,000 for a ticket with the pigeons. for the lowest. And and by the way, this is coming off of a pandemic where half the country, three quarters of the country hasn't been able to work. Right. Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty much sticking the middle finger up at, 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 at middle America and saying, no, we, we want the elites here. We want the rich people here. We want the we want the advertisers here. Well, let me tell you something. You know, we the rich the- people lost money too in this pandemic, right? Yeah, but yeah, but they didn't get hurt like the like the like like middle America, man. Like the business owners, like the yes. small business oh, yeah. owners, absolutely. The restaurant the restaurant owners, you know, the small mom and pop, um, you know, clothing stores. You but know, JR, I'm looking at tickets like all, all these you know, places. Right? Who in their right mind is going to be spending thirty nine thousand four hundred and twenty eight dollars on a ticket? Listen, I make a, a lot fo- of money to watch a football hockey. game for three hours. Yeah, I made a lot of money playing hockey, and I'm I'm comfortable. I wouldn't pay a thousand dollars or two thousand dollars to go watch that game. Yeah. Not to mention that they're, they're. By the way, they're they're handing out N95 masks for everybody. And we saw last week nobody's wearing them. Not even fucking Governor Newsom, that hypocrite lying bastard. And it's just it's unbelievable. Like it's un, it's unbelievable the what they're doing to. But but by the way, and and hold on. By the way, if if they can get those prices, oh, good good for them. Good for them. But it does cut out. It cuts out ninety nine point nine percent of the population that would probably love to go see a Super Bowl, right? It just does. Yep. You said now, it I'll perfectly. Tell, I'll tell you my story. It, it's an, it's an elitist story. event. Go ahead. So, I'll, so one of my very good close friends has a box for the Chargers, uh, and it's a gorgeous box. It's right behind, right behind the goalpost, looking right down the center of the field. Gorgeous box, and it costs them a pretty penny for the season for the chargers. Now you would think, cause he bought the box that he would have that box to watch the super bowl. Oh no, no NFL takes over the whole building. So if you own that for the chargers, you do not own that for the super bowl. And he's on He's on like the first level. His buddy has a skybox on the top level at the, in this, just under the roof. So he's looking at little tiny people. So the box, box where the pigeons sit on. <laughs> 200, yes, $250,000 the NFL offered him to keep his own box to watch the game. Now, my friend who has the box on the bottom was like a million and a half, a million seven for one game to keep that box. So what? you have to pay $1.5 million, a box that you have rented all year long. You got to pay $1.5 million to have the box that you've had all year for the Super Bowl? Yes. Correct. Criminal. <laughs> Who's going to get it? it? I don't they're even get, understand. Well, they're going to get it somehow. Those games are always sold out. I don't know. I don't know where the money well, yeah, comes from. You know, but you know I, I don't understand why from, your buddy. It comes from. It comes from big business. It comes from big business. It comes from the people that are paying advertising dollars, the people that front, that advertise with the National Football League, and in in so in return for all their big dollars, that they're going to get certain tickets given to them that are going to fill some of these seats. It's all about it's all about the money, man. It's all about it. So let's let's talk a little bit of hockey. Where are you, by the way? You're in West Palm. I'm in West Palm. Yep, I'm down here visiting uh, my wife, who's uh, as you guys know, she's uh, she rides horses and teaches, so she's training. So I'm down here and play a couple rounds of golf, and then head back head back to San Diego to to work. But right now I'm in West Palm. 
Nice, huh. little, nice little day today. As you, you can uh, see with the sun on my face. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you, you got a tan, but I mean, you know, it's looking good. Are you, uh, are you, do you watch any hockey at all lately? Have you, have you been watching the Rangers? Like I said, I watch the scores. I don't watch the games. I am, I am watch. all aboard the New York Ranger train, gentlemen. But they're playing, they're playing great, man. I'm telling you what, uh, it's, they've beaten some good teams. Savannah is playing some great hockey. That Kreider, I don't know what this guy's been eating over the last two years, but we talked about him before. This guy's got over 30 goals. Like he, he has three. Fucking, 33 goals last night. Up. He's tearing it up. Uh, Panarin's playing great. Um, what, what a drastic change for a team that was supposed to be rebuilding last year, the year before, to where they are now. Now, is this a, is this a Chris Drury um, um, example of what he's doing? Is it the coach? I don't know, but these players look like they're having a lot of fun playing, man. It, it wow. is Chris Drury. It's it's the moves that he made. He brought in the coach. And what he moves brought did he some, make? He brought in some players. He brought he, in meat. He brought in strength, but he brought in that coach. And you know what else he did? He he. And I don't know. Maybe you can tell me this: how much of an impact a, a role of this has? But he brought in Mike Greer as well uh, to be what is he director of uh, player personnel. And, Very smart hockey man. Right? Very smart hockey man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, great, great guy. Very smart hockey man. Riv, we, we had the pleasure of playing with Greerzy. Yep. How good a guy was he? How good I a played guy with him on Greerzy. two different teams. He's a special, he's a special guy. Um, special. You know, you know, the funny yes. thing is, like, when I think of Mike Greer, I don't think of him, and this is just my opinion, I don't think of him as a coaching type person. I think of more as a managerial guy. He's a, he's very smart, um, not emotional, never going to let the emotions get the best of him. He's got great understanding of the game, great understanding of people. He's more of a management type guy. And, you know, soon as soon as Chris Jury was hired, it wasn't long after that uh, Mike Greer was hired with the Rangers. Not a hundred percent sure what his, actual uh job title is but i mean he's going to be heavily um you know relied on from from chris jury and you know i i look back to what you know the the team that um you know the rangers had in the past they have you know the bread man who he's a star he's an elite hockey player in the league and in order to be successful in this league you have to have a star bread man is that you have you know, um, you know, Zabanajad has has propelled himself into uh, a very high end player. Chris Kreider, I think he's leading the league in goals right now with thirty three. He's a huge, powerful, exceptionally good skater. You know, you have your Adam Fox that's emerged from literally thin air to all of a sudden now he's a Norris Trophy candidate every single year. Um, he's incredible. Uh, Jacob Truba has that size and physicality and just a, a solid player. Ryan Strom. So you go through their lineup. They missed, they were missing something along with all those skilled high-end players. They missed sandpaper. So what did Chris Jury do? He goes and signs Barkley Goudreau, probably for more than what he's worth, but that's not the point. He needed him. He needed him yep. in the lineup to add to those elite offensive players. He brings in Ryan Reeves from Vegas. This is a guy who is the toughest player in the National Hockey League, if not one or two, okay? Makes guys accountable. Makes makes guys He makes guys scared. He makes guys scared. Mm -hmm. He makes the tough guys or the tougher guys on the other team scared. There's going to be no liberties taken, okay? So now all of a sudden... You know what he also does? You know what else he does for Ribs? What he also does is he makes the guys who play maybe soft play a little bit harder yes. because they got a guy behind them knowing yes. that they got their back. Right? You think that yeah. Alex Lafreniere or uh, Capo Kaku, two guys that I never even mentioned, one guy's a first overall pick, another guy's a second overall pick, you don't hear a lot about them because they're not blowing up the league. They're not having exceptionally good years. They're underneath all those top guys that are taking advantage and these young guys are getting a chance to continue to grow properly. But I'm going to tell you, 
They're not scared on the ice. They can do whatever they want on the ice because Barkley Goudreau, Ryan Reeves, they brought in another player that got hurt, but is a very, very good player. And that's uh, Sammy Blay from St. Louis, another high energy, Mm -hmm. um, very physical, very fast player, Stanley cup. I mean, Chris Jury knew exactly what he needed. He needed to do exactly. He was criticized for those moves too. Yes, he was. And and you know what? People that were criticizing don't have a goddamn clue what they're talking about. Go ahead, Jer. Let me ask you a question. Do you consider the Rangers right now a Stanley Cup contender? No. No? And the reason why is this. At the okay, top so, okay, end, no, at the, let, 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 let me finish. Go ahead. Let me finish my question. Come trade deadline. Come trade deadline. Now, I know, I know, people are going to get mad at me for saying this, but with what's happening in Chicago, with Patrick Kane being still very, a very, very dominant player, with the the Hawks needing maybe a change and need something to go differently here in the next five or 10 years. If the Rangers can find a way to trade for Patrick Kane, so you can put Patrick Kane back with Panarin, who was Patrick Kane's favorite line mate. Those two like, you know, bread and butter. Do you think that, could they be a Stanley Cup contender then? Do you think that could happen? I mean, that's, that's that's a bold move. It's a bold move, but I'm going to tell you, if there's a team in the league that has the um, the, players the players in order to make that trade, I just mentioned two right now that would be mm-hmm. in that trade. We're, talk- we're not talking a 28-year-old Patrick Kane. We're talking a guy who's, what, 34? He's got a few, yeah, few top-end years left. Yeah, you know, 35 years old. He's got mm-hmm. a few top-end years left. Um, he's probably hit his ceiling. You're going to be giving up Capocacco. You're going to be giving up Lafren, uh, Lafreniere. A first rounder. You're going to be giving up a first one, rounder. One or the other. But they have the, the opportunity to make that deal with Chicago. Chicago's looking at this going, we possibly could get a first overall pick in, in Lafreniere or, or a second overall pick in Capocacco. You know, I think the deal can be made. I really first do believe that. That being said, like going back yeah, to without a trade, without a trade, I look at the Rangers and I say, the reason why I don't think they're a Stanley Cup contender, because they have the intangibles that they, they need to win games at the high end. They have the elite, the elite player in, in Panarin. They have an elite they have uh, defenseman in Fox. They have great goaltending. They have depth in their top two lines. I would have a different mindset if I had Kapokaku and Lafreniere playing above what they should be, and they're playing well below what they should be. For where they were drafted, they're playing well below. If those two guys were in a situation that we're talking, we're talking about them like Zegras in Anaheim, then that team would that team's third line would be insane. And they just haven't got there yet. And that's why I say, in you look at all the teams that won the Stanley Cup, they're not winning with three lines. They're winning with four lines. They're winning with depth on defense and great goaltending. And right now, the Rangers are right there, but I don't know Chris Jury is willing to, to give up or trade away one of those elite young pieces. What he's built. What he's built. Yes. Yeah. I think yeah. they still have time. Yeah, they, they have time. Here, let's talk about another Kane. Were you surprised? I, I, will, tell you, I will tell you this, though. I, I, will, I, will, I will get rid of Cop, Cop, uh, Capo, Capo Caco in, in a New York second, in a yeah. New York minute. I'd keep Lafreniere because I think he has bigger upside. I would take Caco and send him to Chicago with the first round, second round pick in a New York minute. Okay, go ahead. I was going to ask you about Evander Kane. I mean, you know, I, I don't know if you saw any of his interviews and stuff and some, you know, that he did with uh, TSN. Uh, he did a sit down. I don't know if that was, you know, he, he requested that apparently, but he wanted to get his story out there. And then Edmonton, Edmonton signed him and brought him in. Were you, were you surprised by this move? If you were a GM somewhere, would you have 
brought him in if your team was in a desperate place like Edmonton was? I, I really wasn't surprised um, because it's, it, it just seems that there's a, there's a long, there's a long leash for athletes. I mean, we, we, we even saw that maybe Antonio Brown might, might've come back to Tampa, but they, they didn't let him go right after what he did. Um, and you know what, again, I, I talked about Kane before, um, you, it's tough to judge a book by its cover. You got to read what's inside. And Vander Kane is definitely has had a tough run, but only a Vander Kane can change his future and, and how his career ends. And yeah, I, I do think Edmonton needed a spark of some sort. Vander Kane's a hell of a hockey player, boys. He's got grit. You talk about sandpaper, you talk about talent, you talk about, a guy that can score goals, a guy that can challenge his teammates, but he's this is his last this is his last straw. If he if he screws this one up in Edmonton, his career's done. And I think he realizes that. Me yeah. personally, uh, me personally, as many times as he's screwed up, I'm glad he's got a, 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 another chance. I just I just pray that he takes advantage of it and he and he's and he becomes a model citizen. He comes becomes a good teammate in the locker room and that the rest of his career goes well, because I know he's had a tough, tough run of it last couple of years. That last four or five years since he's put his daughter in the, in the ground, unfortunately, when she yeah. passed away, which is terrible. Well, I'll tell you this. I agree with you. So, that I don't think that he has uh, another opportunity after this, if it does not work. I think the most important person, right now um, for Vander Kane is one player and that's Connor McDavid. And I'm not talking about what they're going to do on the ice together. I'm talking about Connor McDavid as the captain of this team. He is not a kid anymore. He is a mature individual that wants to win. He knows you don't think that Connor McDavid doesn't know the history of of uh Evander Kane. You don't think that Connor McDavid made some phone calls around the league to under to better understand this player? He has. Pat uh Vander Kane has and, not and, been a good and it's team. a great point. And I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, you know that the management yes. went right to McDavid and said, What do you think? Yes. And got the approval and the and the go-ahead from Connor McDavid. You think so? Is that necessary? I think he, yes. In this this situation, he's the face of this league. He's the best player in the world. Connor McDavid has more pressure on him than most players or any player in the National Hockey League. The level at which he has to hold himself on and off the ice is extreme. And he does not need... And I guarantee you, he did some research on Evander Kane to understand what he was like in the room and how he acted and all this. And what he's gonna, what he's gonna find out, he's not gonna like it because Evander Kane is not a great teammate, and he does have troubles off the ice. But the Edmonton Oilers made a decision to give this guy one more chance because they're desperate, they need help, and Evander Kane can be a does guy McDavid on the ice call? Kane before all this happens, you think? I would I would think so. I would absolutely think so. He's a mature, very mature young man. He's gonna be like, welcome to our team. But don't this fuck is a parallel, up. right? Don't this fuck is a up. Parallel. This is a this is a Antonio Brown, Tom Brady. It's exactly Brady, what it is. Kane, McDavid. And it's only only Patrick, only Evander Kane can take advantage of, of this opportunity and do it, I think, to not thank McDavid, but to show McDavid that they made the right decision. How long until McDavid asks uh, for a trade if they miss the playoffs this year? Never. He'll never ask. He will never. Nope. You will never listen, ask. He might ask, but I'm going to tell you this: he is not. He is never going to be traded. I don't think he'll ever be traded. The only he way he just, leaves, he's too young. The only way like, he what leaves, is he right don't... now? 
24. Yeah, the only way he leaves, the only way he leaves is when he finishes his contract and he won't resign and he'll sign a free agent someplace else. He's not going to disrespect the Oilers. He's not going to disrespect uh, or tarnish his image by demanding a trade. I can't see him doing that. He's too classy of a guy. All right. Yeah. Last night we saw Alex Tuck return to Vegas. He scored. Sabres got smoked. Did not play very well. Um, Craig went home. Tried to find the game on uh, on TV, and it was on ESPN Plus and Hulu, so he couldn't get it. <laughs> I had to watch it. I don't know why, but mine was in Spanish. I was watching the Spanish version you know last what? night on Hulu. I'll tell you this: but, I could have got it. I could have got it. It would have taken me a bit of time to sign up for this and <laughs> sign up for that and put my credit card in for this and do that. And I said. Screw you, ESPN for plus for putting this on and and having us. You know, I mean, no, I'm not doing it. You can tell me, and I'll watch the uh, I'll watch the uh, you know NHL uh, highlights you, in the morning. What are you laughing at, Jeremy? Because um, uh, because that's exactly how I fucking feel. If I can't turn on my TV, go to channel whatever, 28 or whatever, and watch the game, if I've got a search for a Sabres game, I ain't watching it. Uh, so my, my point to that was, wasn't even so much about the Hulu and ESPN. It was more about, so they did like the player return and they honor players and whatever. And it's it's great. Tuck put his time in there. Krebs was short-lived. Cody Eakin spent some time there. But is this necessary like, do we need to see a video tribute and a tribute to a player returning? I mean, when when did this start? It just seems so like, God, this is this, the- is, a br- this is a brand new team doing a tribute video. <laughs> yeah, but tribute videos in general, like when a player comes back, it's like, what? Well, or- listen, listen, they're diluting the celebration of a of a phenom hockey player they're diluting it like i could see if Sidney crosby you know is getting ready to play his last game do your tribute um you have you know a player that that's that at another team like if joe thornton goes back when joe thornton goes back to san jose yeah play a tribute video but not every player that goes back to your other team come on man talk about dilution yeah, that's how I agree with I that. Love I love Alex Tuck too. He's great. One of the great. And you know what? Listen, ever. I mean, Alex Tuck is a world class player. He, he's a fantastic player. There's no way he do should that, have a tribute going that, back to Vegas. No, do the tribute in ten years after he's been in the league for a while. And he's done like great things. He and he took, you know, he won a Stanley Cup for somebody, or you know, he was great in the community for years and years, and gave lots of money to the community and to the team. That's great, but. <laughs> Come on, man! <laughs> uh, I I feel the same. Illusion. Does Jack Eichel get one when he comes back to uh, Buffalo? No, no, no. I would say, and again, I love Jack Eichel, but I would say that that sixty-five percent, seventy percent of Jack Eichel's like time in Buffalo was negative, negative, whether it was him missing games because of injury, him not scoring goals in the beginning of the season and and living up to the point standards, the injury and the yelling and, and the, I would say the inner turmoil within the locker room that everybody was wondering what was going on and who's the captain. It was a bad divorce. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. the, there's nothing the, to celebrate. The lawyers were. There's nothing to celebrate Jack Eichel in Buffalo. Nothing to celebrate. Yeah. And I think Jack Eichel is an hell of a hockey player. Like this kid has the ability and the talent, and I hope he comes back healthy to be a superstar. But unfortunately, Jack Eichel is not. A superstar for a lot of reasons. I think a lot of it is because he has had the injury bug for so many years, and he's been surrounded with mediocre, mostly mediocre players that are not going to help Jack Eichel get.
get to that next level. Like Patrick Kane had Taze. McDavid well, say- or has McDavid. Crosby has Malkin. Bergeron has Marshawn. Okay. Jack Eichel doesn't have that. So yeah. no. Well, I, I I'll say this. Uh, I, I agree with everything that you just said, except for one thing. And uh, Jack Eichel is a star. He is a superstar. We had the ability to no, watch him. Whether- no, he's a star. He's a star. He's not a superstar. Tell me one reason why he's a superstar. Because he was drafted number two? Uh, he is the superstar, in my opinion. Why? He's not, he's not a superstar. I, he's, he has superstar potential, but he's not a superstar yet. I had the ability to watch Jack from the time he came in here at 18 and all, all the way through. And yes, he had a few bumps and bruises and sprained ankle and this, that, and the other. But I'm going to tell you this. When Jack Eichel is on the ice, and Petey, you can attest to this. You can't lie. That every single time Jack Eichel was on the ice, it was a completely different game. Then Jack Eichel goes off the ice, and now all of a sudden you put on our our mortals. Our, when he had our the normal, puck, our normal hockey. When he player. had the puck going he was, he was toward the other team's net, yes, yes. But other than that, no, not at all. Okay, okay. So here, let's let, let's let's go at it about this way. What parameters? do you have to meet to be considered a superstar that when you're on the, when you're on the ice that you are clearly noticeable against the best Jack Eichel plays against the best each and every game. And he rose above in almost 90% of the games he played. He rose above all of the best that he played against. That's why I see just because Jack Eichel played on a friggin' shit ball team for so many years that didn't surround him with anything. Doesn't mean Jack is not a superstar. Jack's talents and what he did each and every game, because if you shut down Jack, you literally have a hundred percent chance of winning. That's how the, that's is, how the is, Sabres is, is, is Braden point a superstar. hundred percent. Okay, how come you don't? Nobody talks about him as a superstar. They because he gets he gets smothered by Steve Stamkos and Kucherov, who won a scoring title, and Victor Hedman, who's won multiple uh, Norris trophies, and Vasilevsky, who's basically the best goaltender in the National Hockey League. But exactly, but but it's that, but that's what I'm saying. That this is what I'm this is what I'm talking about. You have, and I agree with you, I think Braden Point is a superstar, but I don't think that he is looked at as a superstar amongst the media or amongst people uh, in the National Hockey League. Well, let me tell you, if uh, if Braden Point right now was playing on the Toronto Maple Leafs, Montreal Canadiens, he would be one of the most well-known household names across North America. He's playing in Tampa Bay. I totally agree with you. I, totally agree I, I think the kid's like one of the best all-around players. Like, why are we game. not talking about uh, Sasha Barkov? Yeah. Alexander Barkov. Guy's literally, arguably, one of the top five players in the world right now. You do yeah. not hear his name at all. Yeah. Nothing. He is yeah. an absolute stud, but he's playing in Florida. Yeah. He does not have the recognition. Yeah, but, the media but again, is the, not the covering him the same. But the superstars are the ones that the league markets because they're superstars, okay? Because yeah. they have voices, because they do the things on the ice, because they sell the certain tickets, uh, because they have certain personalities that bring them to that marketability side. And then they go on the ice and they, they put the numbers up to support that. You right? guys want to hear the definition um, of a super? Go ahead. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go Nazem Kadri. It's a great conversation. Nazem Kadri's having a superstar year. Huge. Andrew. Yes, I know. A couple of years ago. A couple of years ago. Say it. Say it, Andrew. What would you have given to go and get a player like that? <sighs> go ahead. Right? Listen, I, so I, I feel Jack Eichel is going to be a superstar. I think when he gets onto that ice and he plays with that team in Las Vegas with the support staff around him and he plays the way that he is capable of playing and hopefully I I pray that he stays healthy because that's been his biggest nemesis. This kid is a stud. 
He is an awesome hockey player, but he's not a superstar yet, but he will be. Okay. He will be. That's my, right. that's just my take. Okay. Yeah. Now, like, okay. Good. No, no, no. I was just going to, no, I was just going to say, I like that you don't hand that title out easily. You know, like, I mean, no. I, you know, I think Jack has superstar potential, potential. And I think he's had yeah. a superstar year where he, he was on track to carry this team as close to the playoff single-handedly as you could ever see. Yep. But, mm-hmm. but yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think that he is a, he's a superstar yet. I mean, it's got to be consistent, man. Consistency yeah. is consistency is what what cre- what creates legends, right? That create, you know, the superstar status. Like the guys that continue. Like Alex Ovechkin is a mega star, right? I the best goal scorer mega. I've ever seen. Yeah. Best goal scorer I've ever seen. Cindy Crosby, mega star, mega. right? Um, Talk about Patrick Patrick Kane, mega star. He's a mega star. Because yep. every year he puts up the points, no matter who's on the team, no matter who's there. Patrick Kane, three Stanley Cups, Ovechkin Cup, Sidney Crosby, three Cups. These guys, that's, these are the superstars, right? Um, I, I'll, I'll, I'll go this far. Me, my career, I, I think I was a star. Some people will say I was a superstar, but I think a lot of it, a lot of my maybe superstar was my – my media persona maybe more than just on the ice. Now, granted, I scored 50 goals, hundred points, did it, but I had a lot of years where I wasn't so good star. I would not consider myself a super star, but I was damn well consistent in a lot of my career. And I think I gave the national hockey league a lot of um, exposure. Okay. Media coverage. And um, I didn't win a Stanley Cup. I didn't win a gold medal. I won a silver medal. Uh, did I play the game the right way? Fuck yeah. But I would not argue with someone who did not think that I was a superstar. It's, a, it's arguably a, a good argument. You know what took you to superstar status? My dancing in Vegas, for sure. Not even close. You're wrong. I'm going to give you three guesses. What? So that you're 0 for 1. What, what's the next thing that took you to superstar status? Uh, that took me for superstar status. Throwing it, it, the water ball opinion. across the ice and hitting the rough. That's it not it either. No. Okay, that was close. Uh, well, I it's, was not even, it's, not, I, I, it's not even the fact that you come on after the whistle weekly. It's not even that either. Keep going. Come on. There's one thing um, that took Jeremy Roenick to the, to the echelon of superstar status. I can't believe you can't figure this out. Craig gave it, you a nickname it, because of it. Game that threw the water bottle? Nope. 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 What's well, not even going four for four in the accuracy shooting, although they brought the foam uh, targets back for this year's all-star game. Not sure oh, if you styles. Knew. Nope, my, not even my, Styles. It's not even that. I can't believe you can't get this. Style? Craig Vick named you the glitch. The glitch. I love that. Sega Genesis, baby. Sega Genesis. Oh yes, <laughs> of course. Oh, I'm a super. I'm a super. I'm. I am a. I no. No. I mega. am a mega star. Mega. <laughs> mega star as video games go. That. <laughs> I will say I have more people compliment me on that game than anything in the world. So wrong. video game did Vince Vaughn Vaughn put me in a movie and you knocked and you made Gretzky's head. Not so much me as Ronick. He's good. (laughs) Not so much me as Ronick. He's good. Didn't you, didn't he use you and then make Gretzky's head bleed using you? In that yeah. movie, uh, yeah. sw- uh, was it Swingers? Yeah, Swingers, Swingers, Swingers. nineteen ninety six. Yep, bad. Rev, you probably never, never even seen Good that. Good point movie. by you, by the way. Good point by you. Yeah, no, I know it. Did you watch Super Troopers? Riv yet? would lo- Riv, Riv, Riv would love that movie. Swingers Riv is incredible. Riv would love that movie. Yeah, he would love it. You're gold, baby. You're gold. I probably have already watched it 10, 15 times. It happened. Your money, ba- your money, baby. Your money, baby. Yeah. You, oh, your I money, guaranteed baby. I watched it. 
But if I were to watch it right now, it would be like watching it brand new. The best scene in that movie. How about the guy's name is Mike Peters too, right? And <laughs> the best scene in that movie <laughs> is when they're in Vegas and they, they pick up the two uh, servers from the, the casino and they go back to her trailer and he's, he's in the, he's on, on the bed with her with the, with the, the pull closed door. And he, he goes in, he's like, he wants to call his ex-girlfriend because he broke up with his ex-girlfriend like six months ago and he's just completely heartbroken and crushed. Oh my God. What, what, what's, what's, what, what's the rule? What does Vince Vaughn said? The rule is give it two days before you make a call. 15 minutes. Hey, give me a minute. 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Don't ever call me again. <laughs> he called her like six Freak. times. He left the voicemail. Hey, it's six Mike. Uh, I met minute. you tonight. Uh, oh my God, Riv, you got to go see this movie. It, it's you got to rent it. it. Rent it. Who rents movies anymore? But you got to find it. Call me again, you freak. <laughs> oh, it's unbelievable. All right, JR. That'll yes. be a wrap on Great this stuff. one. Great stuff as always, man. You're always bringing the energy. Enjoy Florida. Great show. Hey, by you gotta, the way, I love, I love watching After the Whistle just climb those charts, baby. Just getting yeah. more popular, more popular, more popular. You guys are killing it. Way to go. Oh, we appreciate that. And uh, I, I'll say this. Uh, thanks for uh, supporting the Canadian truckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah by the way it's coming to america it's coming to america we got the truckers trying to put together and are putting together a nice convoy to washington dc although there's a there's a communist named mark zuckerberg who's trying to stop it facebook closing down the truckers facebook page not allowing them to get any momentum in their in their drive to Get to Washington, the truckers union. That's great. Yeah. Well, Zuckerberg. I'll say I'll say this: even on on a, in a non even for non political reasons, if there's one famous person that I had one free sucker punch on, I think it would be Mark Zuckerberg. Sucker Zucker. Suck yeah. Sucker Zucker. Let's make shirts. Thanks, Jr. <laughs> T-shirts. We need yeah. to make hats. We need to make hats and shirts. Sucker Zucker. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to you later, man.